Hi, everybody. Hello. Jen, I want to repeat what we did last week, which is announce that we've got something big coming up, right? Big, very big. Yes, big but small. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, I know. Well, you know, I, I want to remind people, this is not changing a ton, but it's changing. And then there's something else that's really big that's coming along with it. So that's, very that's true. it. So that's all we're going to say. Two weeks. The announcement is in two, two weeks. weeks. Yes. Yeah. And, and in two weeks, this thing that we're doing, this podcast, will have a little bit of a different, a different look and sound, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. They don't know what you mean. Good. Well, we've confused them, which is probably great. <laughs> now they're going to be like, what? What are they talking about? I can't wait to see. <laughs> Good. You piqued right. their interest. <laughs> Well, let's get back to yes, what's today's today? stuff. Today, we're talking about control and confidence, mm. which I find an interesting combo, right? It is. It's a very important combination. Well, and I don't know that people often talk in that, in that way, that they connect the two, control and confidence. Mm. How do you connect them? Mm -hmm. Well... We often hear, I, I want to feel more confident. I, I want to be more confident. I want to reduce my nervousness. And that can happen. And as we were just talking, it, it, that, that takes time. That, that yeah. can take time. Yeah. However, I love this visual that control equals confidence. confidence. Yeah. And even if you're presenting, you may not feel confident. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Because if you are in control of the message and in control of the delivery, you will come across as confident, even if you're not feeling it. Yeah. So it's little tricks that you can do as a presenter. And I'll go into those in just a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to hear what, what you have to share. It, but you pointed out something really interesting, and that is there's confidence you feel and there's confidence you exude. And I think what you're saying is that when you have control, when you have control of what you're saying and what you're doing, you're able to do it the way you want to do it, when you want to do it, that exudes confidence, right? You're referring to how you feel inside? No, no. Exude is in terms of making an impression on other people that you're confident. Oh, the through the delivery. Yeah, through the delivery, right? Your presence. Yes. yes. On the inside, you can be a total wreck and still, <laughs> it's not common, but and still project confidence. Um, and a lot of people, they want to feel confident too. And so I guess the message is, around the order in which you pursue all these things. And I'd say, it's great to have the mindset that the first thing to get is control. And I wanna share later what comes before control because getting control is hard enough. Once you get control, you'll project or exude confidence. And then with some experience, you'll feel confident as well. Did I? It, you did. You did. Th this is such, this topic really hits home for me because as I've mentioned in the past that I used to greatly struggle from that paralyzing fear of speaking. So when I started as a corporate trainer and facilitator, I had zero experience 
And I was a mess inside. I was a hot mess. I would not sleep for a week before giving, teaching a class. So this topic is very near and dear to me because it's very possible to make it happen. So what did you, so either tell us about those techniques you were talking about or, or, you know, what's the, yeah. The I'll give point an example. You, you know, where you really recognize that you mm-hmm. could do this. Mm-hmm. I'll share a short story okay. that hopefully paints a picture around this. The, this was when I was working at T-Mobile and I was a leadership facilitator. My colleague and I, the two of us, we were teaching a two-day leadership workshop for the very first time out the gate. Mm-hmm. And even though the two of us were at this point seasoned facilitators, we were super nervous. We didn't know how the audience would respond. It was brand new content for us. We practiced a ton. We were really, really nervous. So my colleague goes up to the front of the room to do her section, her part. And I knew she was nervous because she told me right before she walked up, I'm right. really nervous. Right. She gets up there and she nailed it. Yeah. She absolutely nailed it. She gave her her part. She put the audience into an activity. She came to the back of the room and she said, how did I do? I said, oh my gosh, you were a rock star. I couldn't believe she exuded this confidence, even though she Mm -hmm. felt really uncomfortable inside. I'll tell you the skills though that she did because we talked about this. Here are the skills she put into action to even though she didn't feel in control, she came across as being in control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She made deliberate eye contact with her audience. And we've talked about this, Scott. It's that deliberate eye contact, putting the audience first. Her speaking pace was at this beautiful pace where everyone could follow along. She did not have filler words. She came across as being in control. Yeah. And it was so beautiful to watch. So I'll wrap up this story with the point of when we are not aware of how we deliver the message, we use a lot of filler words. We speak too quickly. Our eyes are darting all over the room. And this could be in virtual as well. That is when we don't look like we are in control, therefore not confident. Yeah. Yeah. You awareness there's even f- finer points to awareness. I, I think of awareness as being two types. There's, you gotta be aware of what you wanna do. So for instance, being aware of what it's like to say an unfragmented, smooth, clean, concise sentence to the period. You know, knowing what that's like, that and that, that means, you know, I'm gonna, basically give a plug for all us coaches. That means maybe get some coaching, work on your skill set, but build a model so that you're aware of a model of what it's like to deliver confidently. That involves your sentence structure, involves your mm-hmm. posture, it involves mm-hmm. your sound, all those things. Yes. And then there's being aware in the moment. That's another part of it too. Because sometimes presenters are so in their head, they're not aware that they're losing control. They're not aware that they're fragmenting sentences and saying Mm -hmm. the ums. Mm -hmm. They're not aware that their eyes are darting all over the place. So you have to have kind of 
be holding these two things in your mind. It's, what do I want to do? What's happening right now? And oh, can I recognize the gap between what I want to do and what I'm doing and then fix it on the next sentence? And to be able to do that, Scott, you have to really remain present yes. in your presentation because mm -hmm. with coaching, I hear often, well, I'm constantly thinking of what I have to say next. Yes. And they're not present with how they're communicating, what they're trying to communicate in that moment. And then we right. can have the filler words, too fast of a pace. It's stay present and keep your eyes on the audience because yeah. they're also going to give you signals with how they are following along with yeah. your content. Yeah. But you also have to be aware of your listener all the time. And how do we do that? How are we aware of the listener? Well, you mentioned eye contact and I always say it's listening with your eyes. It's, I am aware of how the listener is receiving me. I'm receiving their body language, how they shift in their chair, the expressions on their face. That's telling me everything. <laughs> are they going blank? Yeah. Are their eyes getting glossy? What do they, what do they need from me? But yes. when you when you do that, when your awareness is, is either outside on what you're physically doing or on your listener, then another key benefit to that is you're not inside your head where the nervous sort of movie starts to play. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Those little ideas that you get that, oh my God, I stink or I'm going to blow it or you are ahead of yourself and you're thinking of your next slide. You're too present to be anxious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's that mindset because when we are jumping ahead in our mind or creating that negative narrative of how we're doing in the middle of our presentation, we're making it about us. We're making yeah. it about ourselves. And that is when we start disconnecting yep. from the audience. I would say in a perfect presentation world, a perfect coaching world that people will take the time to go into a room, shut the door, turn on the video camera and practice. Yeah. Some people will do it and it, it's a huge payoff. It, it, it works really, really well. A lot yeah. of people, however, either they don't feel they have the time to do it or feels intimidating to record themselves. So I'm gonna add another tip for the okay. folks who say, I really don't have the time to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully one day though, we'll make the time to do it. Yeah. The next time you give a presentation, I want you to smile more than you typically would hmm. because the smiling, it shows a lightness, a happiness that you actually want to be there. It starts building that connection and it in itself, it shows confidence. Yeah. Some presenters, they don't smile at all, Scott, during a presentation. And, and for me, when I watch them, it's a huge disconnect. Because yeah. I'm questioning, are they unhappy? Do they not want to be here? What's going on? Yeah. So just, if you're going to start with anything, starting small, smile. Well, that's a great way to end. I think we, we, we finished up with some great thoughts. Now, what are we talking about next week? <sighs> well, it's going to tie to this. And it is receiving and giving feedback yeah. for that self-awareness. Yeah. This is a big deal because you know you're going to have colleagues and confidants around you 
-hmm. when you talk in a lot of situations, you know, especially if you're in an organization where you've got other colleagues that share the same kind of responsibilities of speaking to others and things like that. But there are better ways to do it in, in ways that you really shouldn't. So <laughs> I'm serious. Well, we're, we're, we are going to talk about this we, for we, sure. We, we do have to talk about this one. Good. All right. Thank you. Until Thank then. Thank you everybody for watching. Bye everyone. Bye.